Paul, you're a family man. You're the founder and managing partner at Wellings Capital, a podcast host. Thank you again for your time, man. I really appreciate this. You bet. It's great to be on here, Eric. Wanted to go back a little bit because you graduated with an engineering degree from an MBA from Ohio State. Is that where you're from originally? Yeah, I grew up in Southern Ohio and okay. uh, spent 10 years in Detroit. And then okay. I last 22 years in the Blue Ridge Mountains of Southwest Virginia. Gotcha. Uh, go tribe. I'm an Indians fan. So love that. Okay. <laughs> As a kid, did you always want to go into engineering or what kind of led you in that direction? Yeah, stupidity. Actually, you know, I okay. was the most miss. I actually cannot believe how miss actually not misguided. I was unguided. Sure. And I think it was my own fault. You know, I so I was all into ghosts and the National Enquirer and UFOs as a kid. So I wanted to be a parapsychologist, like a ghostbuster. Okay. And about my junior year of high school, my football coach, after saying this for years, he finally said, um, where are you going to get a degree like that? I said, I don't know. Uh, Duke <laughs> University, I guess. Wasn't that in Ghostbusters? He's yeah. like, um, I don't think you're going to find a degree in that. And so when I finally realized there was no such thing, no degree, no classes, nothing, um, I thought geology sounded cool because I liked rocks and canyons and things you enjoy out in Coeur d'Alene, Idaho. So yeah. I thought, well, I'd like to be a geologist. I eventually switched that to being a petroleum engineer. Okay. So that's, that was my foolish uh, lack of guidance I had. Yeah. Well, that, that foolish lack of guidance, you ended up leaving engineering. You started this staffing company that you ended up selling for close to $3 million, right? Yeah. At age 33, that's the amazing part. So, okay. um, and you know, I thought I, I'm an investor now. Right. And sure. of course <laughs> I was not an investor at all. As you can imagine, I was an uninformed speculator and I speculated a lot. I didn't invest much. And so I lost a lot of money, made a lot of money at the same time. And I eventually found my way into real estate investing. Yeah. And you got into real estate in 2000. You, you've been on House Hunters, you know, and you started a couple of successful online real estate marketing uh, firms. But where does Wellings Capital fall into this? How did that get started? And what's that all about? You know, so... I, for years, had this inkling, you know, I was doing single family flips. I did like okay. 60 homes with a partner. And then I did 20 or 30 waterfront lots at a resort area. And then I did rent to own and other types of ground up construction. I even did a subdivision. I had this inkling. I wanted to be in commercial real estate. But like so many people, I realized, you know, where's the on-ramp for this? How do you get into <laughs> commercial real estate? Yeah. And so by, um, uh, I finally made my way into it. And I found out there's a ton of barriers to entry for people to get in, but it doesn't have to be that way. So Wellings Capital, uh, we, um, after a number of years of trying to find multifamily in an overheated market, we switched and we actually began to partner with some of the best self-storage mobile home park and multifamily operators in the country. And now we raise capital and we invest heavily with these great operators. And because they're so good, their returns are much higher than typical real estate investors can get on their own. And so there's enough to share between them, us, and our investors. So everybody does better than if they would have gone it alone. 
Gotcha. Okay. Hey, what's the biggest mistake that you've made as an entrepreneur? I know that all entrepreneurs make mistakes, myself included, but is there a mistake that kind of sticks out through, uh, you know, to you throughout the career? And you're like, man, if I wouldn't have done that, that would have this yeah. changed everything. Well, there've been a bunch. I mean, after yeah. all, I do have a podcast called how to lose money. <laughs> yeah. Uh, however, um, one of them that sticks out was I was, we were crushing it in the Bakken in North Dakota in the oil fields of North Dakota, where a lot of folks from Idaho were coming to work. Yeah. Uh, and um, we were doing really, really well with this housing project, these multifamily deals we were doing. And um, we decided, well, you know, look, there's, there's hardly any good wireless internet here. Let's actually set up a wireless internet company. And to our credit, we did partner with a company who said they had a lot of experience in this. But the truth is they did not, they were not prepared for all the difficulties that were going to be involved in doing wireless internet in North Dakota. So yeah. we, you know, honestly, if we'd have figured out about three to six months into it and pulled the plug, we could have given ourselves and our investors back about maybe 80% of the, of the capital. But instead we persisted for six or seven years. Oh, and wow. that was one of those ones where we just, we should have known to pull the plug early, but yeah. instead we kept persisting. It was a big mistake. So we lost a lot of time and a lot of money over a lot of years. Wow. Wow. Now it seems the housing market, at least where I'm at, it's the houses are really high. Do you see prices for housing continue to go up or is there this bubble burst coming? You know, I can't really tell, you know, I really do believe in commercial real estate where there is a tangible income stream that's yep. based on um, that's based on market fundamentals and it's based on cap rates, rates of return, interest rates. I really do believe there could be a bubble there mm -hmm. because prices are at an all-time high and higher than they've ever been. Wow. But as far as in residential, um, I think that we might be on the real high side but I don't know that it'll be a bubble that bursts like it did in 2008. Yeah. Yeah. That was part of that for sure. I went through a short sale in 2014 and we of course bought our house, the height of the market in 20, uh, 2006, man. And it was, a, oh, yeah. it was brutal for sure. <laughs> yeah. But you have this podcast that you had mentioned how to lose money, which is actually a wealth building podcast. I mean, myself, I filed bankruptcy at 21 years old and I had $28,000 in debt at that time. And, and now we're hundred percent debt free. So definitely understand that how to lose awesome. money side. <laughs> what do you cover on your podcast and what made you decide to start this podcast? Yeah. So over the years, I would go to these conferences and I'd hear all these glowing success stories, but I would look at the people around me and I would gauge my own emotions. And I would realize that we were all kind of slinking down in our seats thinking, well, I could never do that. I could never be that great. Look at all the success they had. Look at how amazing they are. And it would actually discourage people in the audience. And I got to know some of these speakers pretty well. And I realized they had the same fears, the same struggles, the same pain and losses and failures that I had and that everybody else at that conference had, but they didn't talk about those. And so I decided if I ever had a platform, I would like to tell people about past failures, uh, the pain, the losses along the road to success, because it actually gives people encouragement to realize, hey, they're just like me and they made it. I can do it too. And yeah. that's what we do on
on how to lose money. That's awesome. That's awesome. I've listened to some of the episodes. It's a great show. Really highly recommend it to folks. Absolutely. Wanted to transition to a couple of fun questions for you. I've got these pod decks and what it is is just random questions <laughs> that are for interviews. So I'm going to pull one out. We'll see. Maybe it's a flop. I don't know. Maybe it's good here. It says, what's the most awkward thing that happens to you on a regular basis? <laughs> oh my gosh. Um, you know, I don't know that I have any, anything that's super regular, I'm pretty extroverted now. I used to be, I think I used to be an introvert growing up, but okay. <laughs> um, I do, I do things like one thing I do, this is kind of crazy, but I give out $2 bills in public. Yeah. And sometimes if I see, like I give them out to like waiters, waitresses, kids. And sometimes if I see somebody that looks really down or whatever, I actually say, Hey, can I pray for you for anything? And sometimes they'll look at me really weird and they'll say, no. And then they'll just kind of walk away or whatever. And so I've come to the place where it doesn't bother me one bit. But what I've realized is it sometimes bothers the people that I'm with, like my family or my oh. friends. So they're, they feel awkward. So that makes, I guess that's it. Gotcha. Gotcha. Well, that's a great thing. I love that you, you have faith in, in praying on people. And I love that. I'm a music guy, but do you have a favorite type of music or a favorite band that you like to listen to? Oh, well, you know, I don't know when this will actually come out, but I, I'll try not to cry here. But okay. uh, at the time of this recording, I'm, I'm sure you know that uh, Neil Peart, uh, yes. the drummer for Rush, just passed away. Uh, it turns out that it was a week ago, but they just announced it more recently. Yeah. Um, yeah, honestly, although I love Bethel music, Bethel worship, my daughter is actually at Bethel oh, in wow. California, but um, uh, I can't get over my old 80s, 70s and 80s rock and roll roots classic rock and you know specifically um uh, i've always been a big fan of rush and really sad about his passing especially given the fact that he shook his fa his fist at god his whole life wow i saw rush uh, a little bit after 78 but i saw him about seven times so oh wow man i would just yeah. love to see rush live that would be really cool uh, a couple of two more questions for you does it take money to make money you know it does there are exceptions to it though there are some things that can be done through sweat equity or partnership that allow people to make money through sweat equity, but they've got to have the right mindset and they've got to have the right business plan and the right team around them. Yeah, absolutely. And when you're not working, what are you doing for fun? Yeah. So I actually play electric guitar, play bass, uh, and I love spending time with my family. I've got four kids ranging from 26 to 14. Uh, my son and I take a, a big fishing trip to uh, Northwest Ontario every year. So yeah, that's where I, I spend a lot of my free time. That's awesome. Awesome. Well, I wanted to also give you an opportunity to just give shout out or thanks to coworkers or partners or family, whatever you want. The, the camera's all yours there. All right. Well, you know, so the my partner at Wellings Capital and I are pretty opposite. In fact, if you look at the personality tests, the Enneagram, <laughs> et cetera, we are like exact opposites. And it's been the best, not always painless, but the best experience for both of us to be able to complement each other's strengths and weaknesses. Mm. I'm super relational. And yeah. I'll jump in and say, look at this guy we can partner with. And he'll be like, okay, look at his resume. Look at the facts. Look at this. Look at his background. And I'll be like, oh, man, you're so about facts. But it's been really, really helpful for us cool. to counterbalance each other. So my hat's off to my friend and business partner, Ben Colley. Well, Paul, it is such an honor to be able to talk to you today. I think this was a really great show. I think a lot of the audience that listen to my show will get a lot of great stuff out of it. So thank you so much for taking time. I really appreciate it. 
Absolutely. Thanks so much. Hey guys, Eric. thank you so much for hanging around. Really appreciate it. If you'd like to see more videos from Top Rated MMA and the Bearded Biz Show, please click the playlist and also hit subscribe to our channel. Become part of the Top Rated MMA and Bearded Biz community. We would really appreciate your support. Also, please leave a comment below. I will read and respond to all of them. Thank you so much. Have an awesome day.